Thank you for listening, listeners. Um, it's been a, a little while since last podcast, so my apologies there. On the track of um, US politics, we're going to talk about the war and the shutdown. Okay, Donald Trump has shut down the government uh, on the basis of, or at least a partial shutdown on the basis of not having a wall in place and the Democrats refusing to um, give any money towards border security, even though they had uh, agreed to uh, discuss this over the, the last year. Um, so, uh, no more them getting everything that they want. Um, and he's going to need to have the wall. So that's really his position. He said that it's a matter of national security. Uh, can't have hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens pouring across the border um, at cost of the US citizen um, and without correct vetting, without um, correct um, uh, qualification prior to coming in. Um, and being from Australia, um, where we've got very tight um, restrictions upon uh, illegal immigration, understand that entirely. I think it's more than reasonable. However, the de Democrats, of course, to them, illegal uh, citizens pretty much represent a voting base that's ever-increasing as more and more people come in. The... Um, so the, the morality issue, which uh, Nancy Pelosi has trotted out, being that the wall is immoral, is uh, hypocritical in the extreme and very selective in their outrage. Uh, not only have the Democrats supported having a wall or a barrier uh, over the years, um, so not only that, and not only have they um, you, you know, put their their vote on the other side of the ledger. The other thing, of course, is that is where's the morality in allowing the wall there, um, sorry, allowing there to be no wall when there is such a crisis with 80% um, of Central American women, uh, illegal immigrants coming over, being raped, um, the cartels essentially feeding and preying on, on the um, the illegal immigrants um, and uh, with so much drug running and all of this kind of thing, obviously it, it's not... Having the wall there is going to reduce it. Is it going to eliminate it completely? No. So I think we, we can look at the two, um, two things without being extremist about it. We can look at, will it help deter illegal immigrants? Yes. Will it completely stop all the ills of illegal immigration? No. Will it completely stop illegal immigration full stop? No. You, now we can look at whether or not it's actually worth the money to put up um, th this uh, wall in the first place. Now, uh, that's obviously a cost analysis for someone else, somehow a little, a little more, um, I guess, closer to the the action than what I am uh, in Australia. But for my way of thinking, if you've got um, a barrier there, and we're looking at 0.04% of the budget, I think. Um, so if you've got a barrier there, 
okay, whether it be 5 billion or 25 billion, it doesn't much matter to me. Um, but if you've got a barrier there, and it's a one-off investment, obviously, to get the, the entire wall built, um, and you're stopping this, um, or at least reducing th this amount of uh, horror along the border and around that territory, is it worth it? Well, I'd say so. I'd say it's a long-term proposition, absolutely. Um, now, how is Trump going to get Mexico to pay for it? Well, who really knows? Um, and I, I mean that fairly dismissively for, for two reasons. One, does it really matter in the end if they're going to, to pay for it? Secondly, I don't really know. And the reason I don't know is who really knows what Trump meant by that. Did he mean that they were going to cut out a check? I don't think he did. Did he mean that it was going to be a one-off payment from Mexico? I don't think so. Well, would he have meant that it was going to be paid in instalments? Possibly. Uh, was it going to be? Did he mean it was going to be paid back in piecemeal? More than likely. Okay, so if we can say that the uh, payments and in-kind payments and offsets and things like this, once you start working around these vague kind of... Um, concepts, then Mexico paying for it becomes, you know, something which doesn't seem outer-worldly or, um, you know, hyperbolic. It's, if you look at, for example, the cost of illegal immigration, which even given after taxation is assumed to be around about $113 billion, and if you're assuming, too, that the the numbers of illegal immigrants will slowly go up um, with more and more people coming over, um, then it is foreseeable to say if you reduce the amount of people coming in, then, then that uh, $5 billion, let's say, could quite easily be made up over a period of time. You could also say, okay, well, there's um, Mexican people are sending back about $23 billion a year to their home country. Now, all of them are legal? Probably not. You know, um, We're probably looking at a uh, smaller percentage of people who are illegal, or a small amount than that $23 billion. But let's say, let's cut it in half just to, for want of, you know, uh, an easier method. Let's say that twelve billion of that was uh, from people who were legal immigrants sending that back home. Um, if you were to to um, to make the sending of money back home harder for people who didn't have a visa, for example, if you made it a stipulation that someone sending it back home had to have a, uh, a US visa. That's going to present some problems for people. They might have to spend it uh, in America or go back home, um, you know, uh, rather than, you know, or, or spend it in America. Okay, so that suddenly increases the amount of uh, money that is, uh, is spent in America, uh, kept in America, um, the reduction from that twelve billion might go down to maybe 
uh, you might end up having only, say, 9 billion going home of illegal immigration uh, or illegal immigrants. Um, and the other um, the other three or four stay in in America. So, I mean, in, in that case, if you have 8 or 9 billion of the 12 staying uh, where it's going at the moment, you know, they find ways to work around that, however, whatever. But if you manage to keep, you know, maybe three or four, and the wall costs five, well, you're making your money up. Uh, or you could just put a, a, a um, another tax on, on that kind of um, payment back home, you know, introduce a new uh, fee, new tax, new... Um, you know, and so that might take a little bit longer. You might be, you know, take 10 years to get your money back. You know, th there's a variety of different ways. You might um, you might look at a, a variety of things in order to, you might step up the um, immigration task force, the ICE, to, to take back people who, uh, or to deport people who are um, here illegally and, and with the, the borders not being quite as porous, might mean that you get a real reduction in uh, illegal immigration in it. Um, not only people finding it harder to get in, but also people once have been removed, not to just traipse back through. How often do you hear that, you know, someone had been deported two or three times and involved in a hidden run or involved in a murder or involved in a whatever, you know, because they're just coming straight across the border, you know. The, being deported doesn't seem like such a, a problem. So, okay there's that uh, so the immorality question and um, the you know how much will it cost or how will Mexico pay for it none of this is is, is particularly shocking to me as to whether or not um, you know 25 billion should be spent on a beautiful concrete wall or whether you're looking at the steel slats 5 billion or what have you again none of that really bothers me at all it's it's a matter of um, when when he he said that he would make a wall, he's going to try and stick by that and, and make that wall. And really he has to. Uh, he, he, that was his his promise. No one really takes, well, none of his supporters really take him um, literally, um, but they all agree, all, all take him seriously. And I think this is where the... Um, the uh, the left really falls down. Um, the the progressives um, and the um, the Trump haters of all different stripes is they will always try and have gotcha moments. See, he lied, he lied, he lied. But when he talks um, to his crowd and, and what have you, there he's not to be taken literally. When he's talking about a wall, he's putting in your mind a a. a how can I say this, a visual concept. The visual concept is the barrier. He's, what he's serious about is the policy. He's wanting to stop illegal immigration and he's got in mind a way of doing that and that's to put a barrier to keep illegal immigrants out and um, to uh, have legal immigration coming in and the way to do that is a wall and you need to have that border security and then he mentions uh, about it being a, a big, beautiful wall and Mexico will pay for it. Now, the only thing that um, his, his supporters 
heard really was, okay, he's wanting to um, protect America. He's serious about the dangers of legal immigration and the effect that that's going to have on America. So, okay, I'm going to to build this wall to you know keep that out. No one's getting too hung up over whether it's concrete or whether it's steel or whether it's adamantium. I mean, we, we don't really care. Um, but we take him seriously. We think that he, he is actually interested in doing that and for good reasons. And, you know, especially with him talking to you know, angel mums and things like that, we take him seriously. Um, his intent is there. We don't think he's just all bluster, but we th we think that his his showmanship and his you know talking things up like that you know is is kind of just showmanship you know we we're more interested with what's what the intent is why is that so what what's the actual message here what is he trying to to put across um whereas the news anchors and you know and, and trump haters just say okay he said a wall he said it's concrete okay so he's got to have concrete and if he doesn't have a concrete wall and if it's not x amount high and if mexico don't cut out a, a check and hand it to him on on day one before the wall commences then he, he's lied about everything it's just a load of crap really um it's none of that was to be taken in the, that particular way it was always supposed to be taken as to the policy the policy is what what it's interested in, the intent, the reasoning. Okay, so that out the way. We have now got a situation where he's looking at calling a national emergency, getting the army to build it, um, and appropriating money from the army uh, to do that. Absolutely he should. Um, and yes, of course, that's why he he put all that fat into the last um, budget last year. Um, when he, he did the shutdown then. Um, or did he shut down? Oh, he at least threatened it. So that's that's why he did it then. Um, so we knew what that was there. We knew that a year ago. Um, those of us with you know any kind of finger on the pulse, um, we figured he was going to you know get the the army to to build it. Then I I was just surprised it took so long. Um, he had all this time. I expected that if Congress didn't pass it sooner, um, that he wouldn't wait till the last moment to build it. He would, would have done it via the army prior to then. Um, and there was a lot of discussion throughout the, the pro-Trump contingent about, about this over the last year. So th this is no big surprise. It's not a big shock to the system. It's not something that we're all falling out of our seats about. Um, of course, the the other side is, um, but then they would. That's what they do. Um, but the the thing is, at the moment, of course, is that there there is going to be um, while he's likely got the um, got the, the uh, executive power to do that. He will, of course, as with anything he does, um, regardless of whether he's got power or not, it will be opposed by someone in Hawaii or someone in um, some circuit court or have some judge from a liberal state 
you know, New York or California or or Washington to suddenly say, no, you can't do it, you know, and, and they're going to try and, you know, hold it up from happening. And it will go to, no doubt, to the Supreme Court. Now, here's where things get a little bit sticky. Um, and th this would be a, a real... Um, a, a, a real test for Trump because as to how the Supreme Court is because at the moment out of her well we've basically got even pegging at the moment in the Supreme Court because John Roberts uh, is a swinging voter he's a Republican uh, in name certainly but I think he has had someone get to him and there's certainly suggestions in the, the dark, deep recesses of the internet that someone has got to, to John Robertson, so he does vote against his intent uh, quite often just on the basis that he gets told to by someone who's got something over him. Um, and that being said, it, it's, it's enough to, um, you know, kind of uh, bring the tie break over to um, the, the Liberals on any strong vote, which is Republican-Liberal split uh, in the Supreme Court. Uh, you're going to have uh, Gorsuch and um, and Thomas uh, and um, Kavanaugh likely to vote uh, one way, but if you have uh, the other th three or four um, Liberal judges... Um, yeah, it just, he's a swinging vote. Uh, Roberts, he's the difference between something getting passed um, or something not, uh, if it's, um, you know, a conservative kind of measure. I mean, I'm I'm not in the bag for conservatives in a, in a big way, so, you know, sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. Um, but if... if uh, in terms of this ruling with Trump, even if uh, Trump does have um, the executive power to do that, the Supreme Court could limit that that power um, and make things very difficult for him if uh, the the liberal and progressive uh, elements of, of the, the court um, side against him and we have a swinging vote side with them uh, for you know whatever his reasons are that could could be uh, a little bit problematic now there is one shining light in all of this um, and it's unfortunate but Ruth Ginsburg is not a well lady if she goes down Trump will tie up the court he'll put in Amy Barrett um, and uh to to the whales of the the um, the media and uh, the Democrats and the, uh, the the progressives throughout America, if Amy Barrett goes in, we've suddenly got you know some some really strong uh, conservative um, leanings there, and so pretty much any of these kind of orders and um, and big big ticket, I guess. Um, uh, executive orders and what have you, that and and plays that Trump does, that feed up 
the um, the judiciary, I will end up in the Supreme Court, and Trump will win each of those, almost you know undeniably. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at. Um, so I guess in short, um, if Trump plays his cards right, and especially if uh, Ginsburg either falls off the perch or um, it, or is pushed or, or just simply retires, um, then I, I think that the whole wall thing becomes uh, becomes a done deal. Um, I think pretty much at the moment it's a done deal. And nothing would would please me more than seeing, um, you know, Chuck and Nancy having said, "There's no way this is going to happen. No, you know, this this can't happen. Won't happen. You know, not under our watch. We're so powerful now that we've got the house. You know, we're we're co-equal. You know, we're this or that. And then suddenly he does it anyhow. Just gets around them. That would be fantastic. Um, and yeah, I think he probably should keep the. Uh, even after getting it done through the um, through the military, I think he should still keep the the government shut down a little while in spite of them, and he should throw back pretty much any um, any bills in their faces from here for the next two years, just to spite them. I would. I'm petty like that, I guess. Um, and just to say, well, for th- that tomfoolery about the wall. Um, and being so hard-headed on that, and for uh, you know doing everything you can to investigate me, uh, you know you've got two really hard years on your your hands now. Um, good luck. You a not going to get anything on me when you investigate, and uh, b even if you do, it's not going to go anywhere because it, it'll be you know made up essentially. Um, and uh, three. Good luck with putting anything, um, getting anything uh, enacted uh, in in the house. You know, so this talk up about how you're co-equal with the president, and, and you're, uh, you know, going to get so much accomplished in the house. You know, you'll get nothing done, um, and I'll still get the war, and I'm still getting all my appointments uh, for um, judges and and what have you through the Senate. And I've still got the uh, the ability to do executive orders. And even when you you try and knock me back and and suspend me, uh, my executive orders, I can still do it anyhow, you know. And um, our bipartisan, um, you know, uh, things that I want to pass through the house, I'll probably get done anyhow because the the very vulnerable people, uh, senators and what have you, with a two year. Um, two-year term are going to want to get something be seen to get something done and uh so anything that i support is likely going to get through um so yeah look i think he's got it all over them um and i think i think nancy pelosi has put herself in a much more vulnerable position than what she thinks uh but yeah that's just my ideas here and i uh, hope you've enjoyed that if you do uh enjoy that please share and uh, just let your friends know uh, that I'm, I'm back. And um, any questions, queries, complaints, um, insults, anything you wanted to throw my way, by all means do. I'm not a snowflake. I'm quite happy to, to uh, listen to 
con uh, criticisms, constructive or otherwise. Uh, and thank you very much for your time. Bye now.